good Sunday morning. City Gate Church and Pastor Howie Cantrell welcome you to this week's broadcast. We encourage you to tune in each Sunday morning at 7.30 right here on 100.7 WHIN. Or visit us in person at 734 Red River Road in Gallatin, Tennessee. Services start at 945. And now, Pastor Howie Cantrell. I am excited today uh, to be talking about our subject matter. If you have your Bibles, turn to Revelation chapter 14. We're going to go through verses 1 through 13 today in the New King James. And this is week 24 that we're dealing with Revelation. And we're going to be talking about the Lamb and the 144,000. <clears throat> Before I get into this part of it today, I'm going to be breaking down a few things about the 144,000. It's going to make a whole lot of sense here in just a minute. But I'm really excited that I've got some friends in this room that uh, I haven't seen in a while. Some people that are back that have been gone for a while that I am so glad to see back. I'm not going to call anybody's name, but I'm, they know who they are. And I am glad to see Creed and Tamla in this room. That, that makes me happy, so, so happy. <clears throat> Tamla makes Creed look good on any day. I'm just saying. <laughs> But I will tell you that yesterday was an amazing day. We had an amazing day of celebration for Wanda and her life and heard some wonderful stories and had a lot of laughs yesterday, and we shed a lot of tears. And God is good. Amen. Getting to see little Zoltan, and <clears throat> by the way, I know you probably didn't recognize me. I'm the one in the sport coat looking like Murph um, beside Jeff the other day, uh, yesterday as a matter of fact, but... It was just a, it was a wonderful day. It was a good day. And it's, it's good that we give God praise and we give God thanks for things. And in doing that, we want to give God thanks for being in this church for one year in this building. Amen? Yeah. Amen. I was reading back over some things and I was just going over and just seeing where we've come from and where we are and, and I was reading back on my notes of, of where we started and everything that we've come through and everything that we've been. And I see Nina sitting by there. Make sure Mason doesn't act up today. I'm just, it's, it's on you. I'm just saying, it's on you. <clears throat> but it's good to, to have people in this room that were with us when we started. There are some of you that weren't here when we started. There's some of you that's going to be here long after I'm gone because God is that good and he's faithful. Today, as we, we look at the 144,000, I got to stop. I got to stop. Wait a minute. Let me put, push the pause button back. Just one second. How many of y'all enjoyed what happened in this room with that guy right there, Jeff Henley, preaching last weekend? I was coming through the gorge coming out of North Carolina, so I'm going to slow myself down just a minute. I was coming through the gorge. Travis was driving, so I was laid back and relaxed. And we were coming through the gorge, and I turned my phone on, and it was skipping in and out, in and out, in and out. And about the time Jeff got up to, to preach, it just locked in. And Jeff Henley, thank you for two things. Number one, being a godly man. And number two, being an obedient servant. I thank you, Jeff, for what you did. You spoke to me. You, you moved me last week, and I appreciate your words. Thank you so much, Jeff. Okay, okay, all right. I'm just working it, Jeff. I'm trying. 
So today, as we get into the 144,000, you know, for years, there was a religious organization that, that they felt that they were the chosen, that they were the 144,000. And then their numbers increased past 144,000, and they did not know what to do. And so all of a sudden now, they have to make amendments, and they have to make changes. And guys, this is what I want you guys to get today as we go through this and we look at this. You need to absolutely know for certain that the 144,000 are the chosen of God. They are the first fruits. And we're going to get into that today. And they are going to be 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. That is the 144,000. Don't let anybody confuse you about that because the first fruits are always Israel when Jesus is speaking about that. Okay? So now, let's dig in just a little bit deeper, and let's go into the word today. Then I looked, and behold, a lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his father's names written on their foreheads. Now, this is going to be just a little bit different from what we've seen in the past, because this is going to be celebration. This is going to be joy. This is a good time. Now, we've seen all the gloom and doom, and it's coming again. But right now is a point of celebration, and we need to understand what is going on. These 144,000 are now standing with the Lamb. They are with Jesus. They are chosen, and they've been through some things. So listen to what the angel says. And I heard a voice from heaven like the voice of many waters, and like the voice of loud thunder. And I heard the sound of harpists playing their harps. Now there's, there's music. This is celebration. This is joy. Good things are happening. You know, I'm, as I study Revelation, I look at this, and I look at all the different things, and I, talk, I look at the hail falling and, and all the thunderings, and you think, scared of thunder? Have you ever heard thunder so loud that it made you shake, that it, that it did scare you, that it felt like something around you was falling apart? Could you imagine having that kind of a volume and it not letting up? Thunderings and lightnings and sounds like many waters. Many waters are the praises of the people. The sounds of many waters are the sounds of the voices of the people that are singing. And we'll see that here in just a minute. Watch this. This is what's really good. Watch this. They sang, as it were, a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders. And listen, and no one could learn that song except the 144,000 who were redeemed from the earth. So there's a new song that is going to be sung in heaven. These 144,000, they're going to sing a song that nobody else can even learn the words to. And we think, how is that even possible? But you need to understand that God is the God of language. He knows every tongue. He knows every language. He knows every diversity, every race. He knows them because he created all of them. Because of what God did, he's giving those 144,000 back their rightful place. He's putting them back in the spot as the first fruits. Now, why would we say that God would do that? Because God has never abandoned his chosen people. You've got to remember that today we want to sit and we want to act like we're something and we want to look down our nose at Israel sometimes because they rejected Christ for the majority. 
But you need to understand they were chosen by God. They are the first fruits. The Bible declares that we have been grafted into the vine. Not them grafted into us, but us grafted into that original vine. Amen? So as we go a little further, watch this. These are the ones who were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. They are the ones who follow the lamb wherever he goes. These were redeemed from among men, being first fruits to God and to the lamb. First fruits to God and to the lamb. This is why when I look at this and I think about this and, and why this is so important. Now, I can't see good in this room, but that looks like Miss Mary just walked in the door. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> it is so good to see you, darling. I'm just saying that, that when we realize our role and how we need to be praying for Israel, the Bible tells us to pray for Israel, to pray for peace in Israel. We need to understand that we are not the bride is not the 144,000. They are the first fruits. They are the chosen. Now, it goes on further because as it describes these, you see that they did not let themselves go. They did not turn themselves over when the beast came. But now listen, because it gets even better. And in their mouth was found no deceit, for they are without fault before the throne of God. They are without fault before the throne of God. You see, we think that we have to live a perfect life, do we not? How many times have you as a Christian, have you felt that, oh, I said something I shouldn't say, I did something I shouldn't do, I, I dropped the ball, and I've got to go back and do it all over again? Anybody? Anybody ever felt like a failure in their relationship with God? You see, that's the deceit of Satan. Satan wants you to think, he wants you to believe that if you make a mistake, you've lost it all, and that's not true. You see, grace is more important to the Christian than oxygen is to our human body when it comes to our relationship with God. Why is that? Because it's the riches that God gave us through Christ's expense. Grace is what holds us. Grace is what keeps us. Grace is what carries us through. It's the mercy and grace of God that we're even in this room right now. We don't deserve anything that we have, but God is merciful, and God never forgets a promise. Little Aaron prayed today. Now, I'm going to show you something. You can say what you want to say, but Dave Fellows is in this room because a little boy prayed week after week after week after week after week for his daddy to be in this room, and God heard him. And Aaron is going to be heard. God heard Aaron. His heart cried out. He raised his hand. He wasn't ashamed. And he said, get rid of them things. I don't want to be around them. God handled this business for me. He doesn't know how to articulate all that. But God knows his heart. And that's what we've got to understand. The Bible tells us unless we become as little children... We cannot enter into the kingdom. What does that mean? That we've got to be silly? That we've got to let it go? No, we've got to trust. We've got to believe that God is God and that God is going to do what he said he would do. And if he made you a promise, write it down. It's going to happen. I'm looking at generations coming. I'm looking at another generation coming into a family back here that I'm excited. I can't wait for that baby to show up. I'm just saying. 
But this one too, I mean, I can't, I, this, all these babies making me happy. Because you know what that is? That's the promise of God. You see, the doctors told Becky and I that we couldn't have children. I'm just going to show you something about promise. The doctor said we couldn't have children. The doctor literally said his word, impossible. I called my grandmother. She said, wrong doctor. And my grandmother was one of these kind of people like, hey, Jesus, fix this. I ain't even playing. And just hang the phone up and walk off. If you got somebody in your life like that, that's a prayer warrior. That's somebody that's got faith, and that's somebody that's got confidence in God that God's going to do exactly what he said. I've had so many comments come to me recently by visitors who have walked in this room who appreciate the fact that we still pray in church. Isn't that an oddity that people would pray in church? To me, when Jeff gets up here and he prays over every one of these requests... It means something. For the person who thinks it doesn't mean something, wait till your name winds up on the list, and then it'll mean something. You see, prayer is the most powerful thing that we have. And I'm on a little side tangent right now, but I'm coming back to my point. Y'all just hold on. When we stay in contact with God, when we pray to God, when we ask God for help, he does not ignore us. The word of God declares that if you reach, you'll find that I'm not very far. Sometimes we have got to go through things. Sometimes we've got to deal with things. Hey, I don't care what your name is or what your pedigree is. Sooner or later, something bad's going to happen in your life. And the best thing you can have is have Jesus standing beside you when it does. We've got somebody we can lean on. We've got somebody we can trust. We've got somebody, even in the middle of the night, we can call on, and we're not bothering him. But back to the original point of the devil deceiving us and thinking that we don't have the ability to call on the name of Jesus because he's too busy. He's never too busy. There's a song we used to sing called Reach Out and Touch the Lord. The words are, reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. You will find he's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. He's passing by this moment your needs to supply. Reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. We need to have that kind of confidence. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm going to say it for myself. Amen. All by myself. I ain't scared. But when we learn to trust Jesus, when we learn to trust God, things start changing in our lives. And I can promise you right now, if you're praying for a breakthrough, it'll get more dark before it gets more light. Amen. It'll get harder before it gets easier. It'll get tougher before it gets smoother. But I'm going to tell you, don't give up. Don't let go. Hang on and trust God because he is the answer. I, I'm, I'm telling you, you need to believe that right now. You need to believe that in your heart of hearts. Get it out of your head and get it in your heart. He has never left you or forsaken you. He's with you right now, and you need to know it. Moving on, let's step into the proclamation of the three angels as we go a little bit further. And it's very important that these three angels, I want you to pay attention to the progression that takes place with these three angels. Now watch this. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, 
having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. Now look at this real carefully right here. This angel is preaching. This angel is speaking in everybody's language so nobody can say that they didn't hear the gospel. You see, a couple of weeks ago on this stage, we had prayer in five different languages. Five different languages on this stage. I didn't know that, that Isaac prayed in two different languages. But we had five different languages that were prayed across this stage, and we prayed to the glory and admonition of God that God would do whatever he wants in this world. And God revealed to me at that point that we became an international church, that we're going to move and talk to different people, different languages, all these kind of things. I'm not saying that I'm going to be necessarily the one, but God's going to bring people that are going to speak different languages. They're going to have different thought processes, but we're going to be one body united in the blood of Jesus Christ. And the reason that that is important is because when we get to heaven, there is no segregation, guys. There's no segregation. There's no, okay, if you're this, this religion or this faith, you're going to be here. If you talk this way, you're going to be here. If you're this race, you're going to be here. One body, one body, one language, like it was in the beginning. We are one, and we will be one again. Amen? And these angels are speaking, and they're crying out, and they're praying, and they're saying these things. They're teaching people. There's, this angel is actually literally preaching to people to get them to change their mind, to turn to God, and they refuse to do it. Listen to this, going on into seven. Watch. Saying, this is what the angel's saying, with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come. And worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea, and springs of water. Every time I look at this, I think about that last phrase right there, springs of water. Now remember, let's go back and let's remember the, how much water has been destroyed. The, the drinking water, how rare it is at this point. How hard it is to find just something to drink. Anybody ever been thirsty? I mean, have you ever been thirsty? If you've been working outside recently, you have been thirsty. To not be able to get something to drink. But Jesus speaks and he says, through me from your bellies will flow rivers of living water. You see, that's what the people of this world need today. They need those rivers of living water. They need life spoken. There's too much gloom and doom. There's too much stuff that's going sideways, and the world is changing. The world is not going back to the way it was. I don't care how many different presidents you put in. I don't care how many parties go in. It's irrelevant. This world is not going back to what it was because we're going forward to Revelation. We're moving into this right now, and I've said it before, and I'm going to stay on this path. We are not in the last days we are in the last hours of the last days. It has already started. Look around. You've got to understand, we're going to go deeper into Revelation. As we go deeper into Revelation, you're going to understand what the sickle is, what the bear is. You're going to see these things, and you're going to see these different nations that are going to come against. They're going to come down. I didn't write this stuff. John wrote it. And it was revealed to him through the Holy Spirit of God. 
you're going to see that these things are starting to happen. Look at what happened in Ukraine. I don't know if you guys are paying attention to this or not. I don't know if you're really looking at this or not. And I want to put a disclaimer right here. I am not against any people group on this planet. I love people. But God is going to allow things to happen because Satan is deceiving people. People are believing that there's something and the devil is going to use them, but we need to pray for those people. We need to pray for the people of Ukraine. Did you guys know that the majority of Europe's grain comes out of Ukraine? Everybody's talking about oil. It's not oil. It's food. You need to look at that, and you need to pay attention to what's going on. Why is China so upset right now? Why is Russia so upset right now? And when the two of those superpowers come together, things are happening, guys. I'm telling you, read the book. Pay attention and look at what's going on. Because the second angel is coming. Watch this. And another angel followed, saying, Babylon is fallen is fallen, that great city, because she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Now, there's a lot of people who believe that Babylon is a particular nation or is a particular religious group or is a particular this, that, or the other. Again, question everything I say, guys. This is my views on this. This is my opinions on it. This is how I see it. But I want you to look at this from a different position. Watch this. What if Babylon is a mindset? What if Babylon is the way like-minded people are thinking? And they buy into this thought process. Now, there's going to have to be a leader of it. There's going to have to be a city because the Bible talks about it being a great city. But people are drawn to different locations. People do, you know, different types of uh, pilgrimages and those kinds of things. So there's going to be a specific location. I don't know where that location is. I'm not claiming to. I don't know if it's going to be the actual Babylon that we know. I don't know if that's it or it's going to be called Babylon. But it's going to have that kind of a move. It's going to have that kind of authority that people are being drawn to it. One of the greatest places right now on the earth that people are being drawn and they're creating land in the sea is the Arab Emirates. Has anybody paid any attention to this? They're building islands in the sea. They're bringing in just sand by sand by sand. And all of a sudden, all kinds, uh, and I'm not saying that the Arab Emirates is actually Babylon. I'm just saying it's this draw, like in the Dubai area, all this kind of stuff. They're bringing people in all different kinds of races. It's not just Muslim. They're allowing now, and, and uh, Samuel was here, and he spoke about it not long ago, of how that, that one of the princes has spoken and said that he's a Christian, which is a big deal. There's a move going on here. But when Babylon falls, it's going to be heard globally. It's not going to be a small thing. Let's look at... at Two places that fell in the United States. Anybody remember 9-11? Anybody remember those attacks that were on this? Anybody, has anybody been to Ground Zero where the Twin Towers were? The, the devastation that was there, the lives that were lost, and that was, well, two buildings, but one property. 
Could you imagine the entire city of New York falling? Think about it just for a minute. What kind of global impact would that have? That's what this is talking about. When this city of Babylon falls, it's going to affect the world. Everybody still with me? Okay, let's keep going. I don't want to confuse you. Now watch this, because this is where the hard part comes. The third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, watch this. If anybody does that, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into a cup of his indignation. Now, why is that important? Because watch this. And I never noticed this until I was recently studying this, but I want you to see something right here. You probably maybe have already seen it, but I just saw it for the first time. Listen to this. He shall be tormented with fire brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. I've never seen that before. I've never paid attention to that, to the fact that they're going to be in the presence of the Lamb and the angels. Now, what does that say? I'm not saying that they're in hell, right? Because we know that we're talking about hell here. What I'm saying is they'll visibly be able to see it. We won't, but they will. And watch what happens. Look at this. One more. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night. No rest day or night. Watch this. We worship the beast, uh, excuse me, who worship the beast and his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. Whoever receives the mark of his name. Now listen to this. I had somebody explain to me hell one time. And I never, you know, really thought about it this way. But I had somebody explain hell to me this way. Had anybody ever been... In the, in the, to the ocean, been to the beach. Anybody ever got caught in a riptide? Well, I mean, you, you can swim as hard as you want, and no matter how hard you swim, it's pulling you faster than you can swim, and you're going to wind up way out to sea before you realize it. But this guy was telling me about this, and he said, imagine, imagine being in an ocean that was nothing but molten lava. And Think about that you have the sensory, that you feel everything, but you're not destroyed. So you still feel everything you feel. You still have all your senses. You still have all your faculties, but you're not destroyed. You're not burned up. And he said it was like he, he saw a vision of this and was explaining it. And it was like they're trying to swim, and he's seen people trying to swim and get to the beach. But when they get to the beach, it's lava. And as soon as they, they think that they get a little reprieve and they get up just to get a little bit and they go to stand up, a wave comes in and catches them and pulls them back out and starts the process over again. Now think about that for eternity. But that smoke that rises, that, that scene that's there is seen by the angels and it's seen by the Lamb. Now, watch this. 
Here is the patience of the saints who are those who kept the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Watch this. I love this. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Write, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. Now I want you to think about that little phrase right there for just a minute. Their works follow them. You've been listening to Pastor Howie Cantrell with CityGate Church, located at 734 Red River Road, Gallatin, Tennessee. Please visit us in person for Sunday worship at 945. You may also see our live broadcast on Facebook and YouTube. From everyone at CityGate, have a blessed week.